0: not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears.
0: Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Now, here's your host, Thomas Purcell.
2: Good morning, and welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps. Make sure to follow the show at our website at libertyneversleeps.com, where you can find links to us on all the social media sites, including Gab and MeWe. Don't forget to subscribe to the show also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. We're a crowdfunded show. If you'd like to see ad-free content video of the show, check out our website and merchandise shop at patreon.com. Good morning. So I had a really good weekend. I had a really soft weekend. I have a lot of stuff coming up in the next few weeks with family and things around the house and events, all kinds of stuff. March all the way through Easter is going to be crazy for me every weekend. So this weekend, I said to my better half, I said, I don't want to do anything. She says, well, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? We always do something. I said, nothing. I said, i tell you what. I'll make you an original Italian gravy meal, meatball, spaghetti, from scratch. That means I got to cut the onions, etc. just straight off. Not, not, no sauce out of the jar. Beef is all going to be handmade and cut. And, I, and he goes, she goes, okay, I'll do that. And then, so Friday we went out, Friday morning. We go to the store, and I get everything what I need. The San Marzano tomatoes, uh, fresh garlic, fresh onions. Fortunately, the supermarket saved me a lot of trouble because they serve or they sell pints of fresh vegetables already cut, like cut chopped onions, uh, diced carrots, diced celery, everything I needed. And I made the thing from scratch when I got we, we had breakfast, came home, took a nap, and then I spent, like, most of Friday afternoon making this magnificent meal. Let me tell you something. If you put that kind of effort into it and it comes out as great as it did, and all we did this weekend was we sat around, had a few beers, drank a a lot of wine, ate a lot of Italian food, meatballs. I still have gallons of the sauce left over. That works better than roses, candy, and uh, a dinner out. Trust me when I tell you about this. A little romance, Helps your relationship like you can't believe. We had a great time this week. We didn't do anything. It was a lazy weekend. And the weather was perfect for it, right? Here in uh, Arizona, it's like 70 degrees. It was just a light breeze in the air. We had a fire outside one night. It was just a nice, soft, romantic weekend. And we needed it. We both needed it. We both have had so much going on. With the house being redecorated, it's now pretty much done. They are painting the outside of it in a few days. But we really needed a soft weekend where we just said, no, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to deal with anything. I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to do social media. Maybe I'll stay up one night and play video games. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not doing anything this weekend. I'm not reading anything. I'm not studying anything. And it was, it was worth it. And I would advise everyone to do that. Get away from the video screen. Because they're trying to get you into it. They're trying to suck you into that trap. Watch our show. Watch the news. Watch CNN. Watch, no, just 99% of the stuff that is going on in this country really doesn't affect you. Now, recently, there's some develops that have, and we'll talk about it today. But I got to tell you, don't let them get to you because that's that's how they win. When you stop enjoying life, when you stop doing the things that make you happy, when you go down a path that they want you to, that's when they win. So just don't do it. That's how tyranny wins in any fight. They get you not to enjoy your life to live in a narrow you know cubicle. I just don't do it. don't don't listen to them, Ignore them, do what you want, do do when you want you want, when you want, and put down the video screen, put down the cell phone and and get away from it. And I'm not saying completely. But this weekend, man, it changes your perspective on a lot of things. Not not on my politics, mind you, but it changes. It's like, look, just what is the real problems in our country? Has government ever solved it? I mean, take a look at what's going on now with the social media culture, the social justice warriors, they are an example of people who have letting everything get to the point where everything bothers them and they can't be happy in life. I have yet to meet a social justice warrior or one of these angry triggered women that is happy in life. They're not happy with their relationships. They're not happy with themselves. They're not happy with what they see in the mirror. They're not happy with their food. They're not happy with their job. They're not happy people. And that's primarily why they go after things. I mean, for instance, I, let me point something out. And this is, this is not an attack on the right wing, but it's to point something out. There was this story about the Muppet Show coming back to Disney and them having a warning on it that it had outdated cultural references. And I got mad at it. I go, what you, it's, not Muppet Sh- it's a Muppet Show. It's a puppet show. It's for entertainment. It's a bunch of wacky puppets doing stupid things, right? Well, we have the Disney Channel. So I decided, put on a Muppet show. I haven't seen it. I used to watch it when I was a kid. And I used to watch it religiously. Every time I came. I loved the Muppet show. I loved all the stuff that that, uh, Frank Oz and, 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 uh, oh, what's his name? Jim Henson was doing. Everything he did. I mean, that whole period of of years in the late 70s, early 80s. I loved everything about the Muppets. Not so much on Sesame Street because it was for kids. So I said, put it on. It's all, they're all there. Like, I don't know, five, six years of stuff on there. Every season. I, I thought it ran longer than that, but I, I guess it was only five or six seasons. And I turn it on and it doesn't have the cultural reference. And I said, well, where's this big reference that everybody's talking about? And everybody's saying, oh, it made cultural references that are out of date and whatnot. Well, finally, in the third or fourth episode in, I got to that just the other night. Uh, over the weekend we watch a couple and then we turn it off and do something else there was a show where it said warning this show contains uh cultural references which are outdated I go oh, okay here's I, they're doing it on a show by show basis they didn't put that disclaimer on the whole show they put it on this one show or, I, or i'm sure future shows will show it but th- this one show and the next show after didn't have it so they're only doing it for specific cases and i said "Well, let's watch the show it was joel gray and he was, you know, the guest star. And I go, what's that? Well, there's a song and dance number in the show where all the puppets are dancing around and they're all dancing about evil things. It's like, just like a goof. And then one of the characters, one of the Muppets, is the Mad Bomber. Now, if you, if you didn't watch The Muppet Show, you don't know who I'm talking about. It was a character that they had that was dressed like an Islamic mullah he had like a like a turban on his head and a and an an islamic garb and he was running around blowing things up every time they would sing a song he would run in and and y'all, 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 and blow the things up and then i said to myself well that is an outdated cultural reference isn't it i mean come on it, it's it's done for laughs and it's done for gags but let's face it, it, it is, I mean, t- when you look at it in perspective, it, I can understand why people get upset at that. They're, they're, they're stereotyping every Islamic person has a mad bomber. When they do that, it means clearly Islamic. And it's just, I get it. I, I, so I, when you only have a warning on you, know, you got to understand, it's 2020. It's not 1985. And there's two aspects to this it's not a big deal we all know that every islamic person is not a mad bomber but at the same time you don't need to put a warning on it okay I, people have to learn to get a, get the joke and and i in in light of 2001 and what happened on 9 11 it's not funny anymore but at the same time it's not a big deal if the Muppet show back in, in, in 79 or 81 when we were going through the Iran hostage crisis, the Libyan crisis and everything that was going on there. That was a thing. That was, that was a thing that everybody was making jokes about. Many people that – I mean you had Muammar Gaddafi coming on and they used to call him Gaddafi with his ridiculous uniform and all of his medals all over and the hat that was like eight times the size of his head if you remember this guy. And he came to a bad end. They ended up dragging through the streets and torturing the guy. But I just it didn't I, I didn't get bothered about the warning and I didn't get bothered about what I saw on the screen. I just I it wasn't important to me. I didn't see the need to completely boycott the Disney Channel. I would be more interested in boycotting Disney Channel over the horrible thing that they've done to Star Wars. They by the way, they've now going after Rosario Dawes, because apparently she made some sort of anti-transgender content uh, content. I don't know what the comment was, and I, I didn't even really look it up. But see, this is everyone fell back in love with "Star Wars" because of the Mandalorian TV show, which was on Disney Plus. It restored your faith in the original characters, in the story, in the magic, and the majesty, and the fantastic you know, universe that they lived in, and you had good guys and you had bad guys, and the good guys were sometimes bad, and the bad guys were sometimes good, and it was all brought out in last Tuesday. Everybody fell all in love with Star Wars again. John Favreau restored the Star Wars franchise. Now all of a sudden all the goodwill that's been brought up has been made to making up for those horrible sequels with the mandalorian is now being going out the window because gina carano was fired and now they're going after rosario dawes another character another strong female character which everyone thought was a good uh representative of the the animated character which is who she's pursuing uh, for playing it was a a jedi named ahsoka it it was everyone wanted to see her and now they're, they're going after her and it's just they're people that just don't have a life. And I don't know why they're given any kind of credibility. Right? Islam isn't the problem. It's the social justice warriors that get upset about some outdated reference. And we we all agree it's outdated. We all know what the joke was that the show was back in 1979. It's like everyone gets upset. It's like they're all getting upset at Trump talking at CPAC. Oh, you're making it. Uh, this guy's a hero and he's saying the same thing and he won the election and whatnot. By the way, he looked great. He lost weight. He got off that White House rich food. You know the White House food. Oof! You should see some of the stuff they feed. I I couldn't eat like that. I I mean heavy meals. You know it's like food from 1876 or something. So I I'm glad he's off that food. I don't I don't know what they're doing, but the presidents have not looked good in the last 30 years. They're always gain weight and age terribly. He looked great. He looked like he lost weight and and. And he's ready for the next election. And everyone's upset because he made a speech at... Why? Why are you getting upset? He's speaking to conservatives. He's speaking to people that believe that he should be the next president, that he should run again, or run for this, for a House of Representatives in 2022 and make Speaker of the House. And and everyone's like, oh, God, control. who cares? It doesn't make a difference in your life if Trump is the Speaker of the House or not. All right? Just relax. And everybody needs to... Just chill out and not worry about little problems and start worrying about real problems that we're having since Biden got elected. We'll talk about some of the day. Let's talk about what's going on in the Gulf
1: with Adnan Khashoggi and the Arabs and oil shooting up. We'll be right back.
3: Every day we rise
1: we're back. I'm not saying it's not important to
2: care about things. It is. It's important for you to be knowledgeable. It's important for you to understand and use your reason rather than just trust a link from a mainstream news source. Reason is very important. Understanding subtlety and context and, and, and political position is much more important than knowing you know, whether Joe Blow thinks it's a good idea or whether CNN thinks it's a good idea. I don't, you don't, you put too much emphasis on scrolling through social media and going, oh, that's what happened. This is what happened. Don't, don't do that. Think about the context. Think about what's going on in your community and what's going on uh, relative to, to what's happening in the White House. That's what you really need to, to consider. For instance, oil is going up. Have you noticed the gas prices are going up? That's a, that's a real world thing that's going to affect you. Gas prices have gone up, or I shouldn't say gas. Oil, which is fundamental to a lot of things. Oil is used in production of plastics, petrochemical. It's not just gas at the pump, okay? Because that'll vary depending on a lot of factors. But the price of oil, when price of oil goes up, your economy takes a shit because so much of the economy is based on petroleum products. It's not just fossil fuels. It's everything from high technology silicon chips to the packaging that we have on on plastic bottles, everything gets more expensive. Trucking costs, shipping costs, now you have to ship things by truck and and whatnot, it gets expensive. Oil has been going up and it's gone up 70% since this election, since uh, November of 2020. And that's worrisome. And largely due to the people beginning to think that many of the pi- the executive orders and Biden's policies are going to be terrible for the price of oil. They cut off the Keystone Pipeline. They're talking about cutting off other A, B, and C pipelines. They want to encourage less oil use, but that's not going to happen. So people will have to ship that oil over overland with trucks and trains. It's going to cost more, be more expensive, and be more problematic delivery of natural gas and oil goes by pipe and and it is a simpler easier cheaper and safer way to transport it and simply cutting off pipelines is just going to drive the price of oil up and that's what's happening oil's going up there's other there's other factors too there's been a cold winter despite what AOC and Al Gore and all those other idiots and John Kerry think the price of oil has also contributed because the oil the temperature has gone down there's also plans that are that are going to destabilize the middle east take a look at what's going on in the middle east joe biden launched an air assault on syria now i understand why he did it there was a rocket attack and so he felt that well let's blow up some of these bases these iranian bases in syria but it was a rather a bit of an overkill it's something that should have been handled by israel it should not have involved the middle east And frankly, it's going to cause regional problems to inflame. And that is going to increase the oil prices overall. You're going to see Iran try and grab tankers and cause more problems for the Gulf and oil supply to the West. Most of Europe, most of the other countries in the world get their oil from Iran and other places. We get our oil through the Gulf, through Saudi Arabia. The left is pressuring the Biden administration to make a big deal out of this Khashoggi thing. You know, the evidence came out that the prince's involvement in the death of Khashoggi was more involved than was originally discussed. Well, okay, so what? Look, do, do I think it's a good idea that a nation goes around uh, chopping up people? No, I don't. But you understand that Khashoggi was a Saudi citizen. He had a death sentence under him from Saudi law because Saudis take a dim view to freedom of speech. And Khashoggi was going out and saying all kinds of terrible things about the Saudi and royal family. Now, that may or may not be true. That's not the issue. But he made the mistake of setting foot on Saudi soil. And so the Saudis took it into their own hands to chop the guy up. Okay, that's ultimately what happened to him. It was done in Istanbul, in Turkey. Why does it matter to us what happens to what Saudis do to each other? And this narrative that America has to get involved in everything is what's contributing to oil prices increasing. Because if our relationship with the Saudis deteriorates to the point where the Saudis start using oil prices as a weapon, we're in a lot of trouble. And it plays into the hands of the Russians and other countries in the Middle East who want our oil prices to increase because their oil prices can then be raised, they can keep them slightly below the Saudi price, profit off it and restore their economies. One of the reasons why the Venezuelan economy is all screwed up was because the oil the price of oil went through the floor, went down to fifty dollars or less per barrel. And so they didn't have all the money for all those socialistic endeavors and, and, and what they were doing in Venezuela. They had been robbing the people blind for years under Chavez. If the oil prices now go up, and as I said, 70%, this is not a modest increase. This is a large increase. And are going to continue to go up, you're going to see problems with the economy. You're going to see a problem with the interest rates now being risen by the Federal Reserve because Biden is a person in the Federal Reserve. And all of these things will have an effect on you and your food prices in your shopping cart, the gas in your pump, and the products that you get shipped to your home. That is an area of concern. Area of concern is not the Muppet show making fun of an Islamic terrorist. It's not people or Donald Trump running for the president. It's not any of the things that social justice warriors are upset about. It's not Rosario Dawes talking about transgendered people or Gina Carano. What it is is a bad economy brought on by leftist policies, which has always happened in the past. It is a reboot of Jimmy Carter's presidency. And you remember what Jimmy Carter was. High gas prices because he sided with Arabs against the Jewish state. And that's what's going on here. They're siding against the Saudis, which are friendly to American interests. And its I think it's ironic. Because here you have President Biden being pressured by the extreme left to do something about Adnan Khashoggi because why? The Saudi prince murdered, the arguably, allegedly murdered, Adnan Khashoggi but at the same time they're perfectly comfortable with the Chinese putting people in labor camps and committing genocide. They're perfectly happy with the Iranian people which seem to execute people left and right over there and kidnap people and do all kinds of atrocities. They're all okay with all of the stuff that goes on in all these countries every day from the Islamic extremists in the Philippines to the, the Chinese labor camps. To the, everybody's okay with that. But because one guy who was on a death sentence, who was murdered on Saudi soil by a Saudi prince who had the authority to do so. no, that that, that that kid going, we can't have that. It's all about an agenda. It's all about a side. And to do so is going to cause problems in the American economy. They say, well, we shouldn't sell weapons to, to the Saudis. Why not? Why not sell weapons whoever wants them? All right. But I now I agree with with certain things that you don't sell advanced weapons but at the same time we made a commitment to those people we said hey we have a contract with you we're going to sell you x-mounted fighter jets it was done under the trump administration you got to continue with that you can't do it well he could really murdered mr khashoggi why well, listen the saudis have done all kinds of things they they do all kinds of things to their own people that there's nothing new but we do business on a grand scale with china which does far worse than the saudis do it's not the purview of the American people to decide what goes on in Saudi Arabia, and let me point something else out that no one seems to be bonded to point it out, and everybody's everybody is neglecting something here, and 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 I I think that you you need to understand what what really is causing all these oil prices. Saudi is a trade partner, okay. It's the same as China or any other state. You don't go back on your word on trade negotiations. You just don't do it. You don't make deals and then say, well, you did something wrong, and so we're, we're going to go back on a deal. That's what our enemies want. Our enemies want us to turn our backs on our trade partners and create problems for ourselves, but in the meantime, do business with them all the time, regardless of whatever they're doing in their country. I mean, they're committing genocide in China, for Christ's sake. Why are you upset about it? I mean, yeah, it sucks. But they, Joe Biden just a few days ago said, well, there are cultural norms in China that are different than here in America. And so whatever they're doing in China is OK. Well, how come you don't apply that to Saudi Arabia? I mean, certainly that's a cultural norm. It's, it's, it's part of the, uh, of their law and whatnot that if you step across the line, you're facing a possible execution. In fact, Adnan Khashoggi, one of the things that he was complaining about was the, with the royal family was because they were enabling law like that, Sharia law. OK. You, you can argue with all you want in the newspaper, but if you do something stupid, like walk into an embassy, you're going to run your risks. You know, it, you, you walk into the alliance and you got to expect one of the lines is going to tear your head off. And you can't punish the Saudis for being the Saudis. And, but, you know, when you talk about that, you have to apply the same standard to both countries, their trade partner. They're not a country that you're doing business with on a grand scale like China. Chinese, you should be a little tougher with. And you shouldn't be so harsh on the Saudis. Yeah, it sucks. You, you file a letter of protest. Say, hey, listen. Next time you come to the United States, don't bother coming. All right? We, we don't... We'll do business with you, but that's it. But you don't go around saying, well, we need to cancel trade deals and in the meantime, double down on doing business with China, which is what they're doing. We need to move on. Another thing we got to talk about is they're going after the right wing, and I'll tell you why. That's dangerous. Even... If you're a liberal and you think these people are wrong, you know, you have a left-wing idea, but what you do is you're going after against the minority party and how dangerous that
1: is. And I would say this to the right-wing if they went after the left in this way. We'll be right back and I'll, I'll explain it.
3: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in,
1: Just a reminder, a $2 donation to the show helps our show because
2: uh, we can use the money for advertising. For $2 a month, uh, you'll never miss it and you'll get access to videos of the show, early shows. In other words, the show will come to your mailbox the night before it's on the radio and you can watch videos and then you'll get enrolled on our website as well. If you wanna donate $2, donate it to Patreon.com. You can look us up there, Liberty Never Sleeps at Patreon. Or you can go directly to libertyneversleeps.com, and then you can find links there. We often talk about the opposite political party as being enemies. I don't want to refer to those people as enemies. The vast majority of people who vote for liberals, who support liberal action, just don't know any better. This is what they believe in. Just like the right-wing conservatives believe what they do. You've got to stop dehumanizing people. But that's an issue for another day. Lately, they've been going after individual members of Congress that are right-wing or are holding the political party line of Donald Trump: strong conservatism, strong family values, lower taxes, lower regulations. Marjorie Greene, Ted Cruz. I can, I can. You can go down the list, and they're striking back at them in an individual way. Marjorie Greene was a terrible person because she hung up the anti-transgender flag. Well, she, she believes it, in that. There are two genders, male and female, and there is, no, there is no gray area. And she didn't start the fight. Marjorie Greene took issue with the new Equality Act that was on the House floor and said so and made a speech about it on the House floor. Well, her neighbor, who I don't have handy, next to her put up a LGBT flag outside her office. And they ha- they're neighbors, you know, because if you're a representative from that state, you're with all the other people and, and, and whatnot in the building. So her, she hangs this huge flag out in front of her office just to, you know, give it uh, to Marjorie Green. So Marjorie Green puts up a sign. There are two, only two genders, male and female or something like that. And it, the liberals go nuts. Oh, she's picking a fight. Oh, she's doing. Well, you started it. You took the argument outside the bounds of the House chamber, where it should have been. And you're doing it on a personal level. And now you're saying, well, we need to remove Ted Cruz because it can't come. We need to move Marjorie Green. You got no fucking saying it, pal. The people of that district and the people of that state make that decision, not you. And yet huge amounts of money pour into these areas. I remember when Joe Arpaio was taking a very strong stance on illegal immigration. And there was a lot of identity fraud around illegal immigration because if you're an illegal immigrant and you need to get a job, you need to come up with a social security number and false ID. And in order to do that, that's identity theft. And anytime he got a complaint, when there's a large amount of illegal aliens in a business, he had a raid and those raids became a huge point of contention. Well, that's a point of argument. Like I said, an argument for another day. But the point I want to make is, is that we're huge amounts of money that poured into Arizona and Maricopa County from outside the state, outside the district, outside of Joe Arpaio's jurisdiction, that designed to get rid of Arpaio. Made up all kinds of stories about him. There were all kinds of petitions, recall efforts, all kinds. He eventually fell prey to it, as any politician does. Huge amounts of money pouring in, pouring in, pouring in. Can't win like that. But all the people that were offended by Joe Arpaio's raids, all the people that were offended by Marjorie Green, all the people offended by Ted Cruz going down to Mexico—big deal—they're all from outside these areas. What are you getting upset about? That's if the people of Texas. I don't get. I don't care what they do in California or Massachusetts or or the streets of Chicago. I might make a snide comment about how bad the crime is in Chicago. But I'm not out there donating money to recall the mayor Lightfoot. Does she deserve... Yeah, maybe. Maybe she's doing a bad job there. I could give you a lot of reasons why there's crime in Chicago that have nothing to do with Lightfoot. But the, the people are all focused on what everybody else is doing. And this is a hallmark of the left. And that's why I say to the right, don't engage in that. Don't play that game. You're getting outraged at something that doesn't affect you. Joe Arpaio's raids or Marjorie Green's sign outside her office or Ted Cruz going to camp. It makes no fucking difference to you if you're a resident of Florida. None. What are you getting upset about? If you don't agree with her, fine. Well, then you support your own representative and nobody does that anymore. Everyone has got to get so upset. Oh, he's eating a bacon cheeseburger. That's terrible for the environment. So what? Then you don't eat it. Everyone's always telling me, oh, we can't, you know, one of the things that is going around is that men shouldn't be on the Supreme Court because they're making decisions about Roe versus Wade. Well, men shouldn't be allowed to make laws that involve women. Really? Does that mean every vegetarian shouldn't be on a court because they're making laws about beef and, and, the, and the beef industry on a court? You do that. That's what you do. You have discussion of ideas and you all share your ideas and then you all sit down and you take a vote under the rules of the Senate and the Congress. The left is constantly going after the minority party. What they want is a single-party state. They don't want to have the right wing have a say. It was like, what's his face? Mark Ruffalo, who I loved as the Hulk, mind you. And I I separate that. He played the Hulk in the Avengers. He did some other movies, which I didn't like. But he's a good actor. He made a, a videotape about how Maricopa County needs to fire... It's attorney general and, its, and, and attorneys involved in cases that prosecuted Trump, you know, people that were protesting him because they're not doing a good enough job. Well, shut the fuck up, Mark. Go back to California. If you want to change policy in California, be my guest. But you're not a resident of Maricopa County. You're not a resident of Arizona. You've got no say in anything that goes on here. So sit down, shut the fuck up and have a Coke. All right? Be less white. Because that's what he's doing, right? According to Coca-Cola's narrative, being a white guy, interfering. Sticking his nose in words wanted. White splaining. If you want to use one word. Or mansplaining. That's a good one too. Sit down. Shut up. Worry about things that affect you. If somebody who was in the January 6th riots broke the law, they'll they'll come to justice. It doesn't affect you one way or another. If that guy goes to jail for 20 years or goes to jail for 20 minutes, Mr. Ruffalo, doesn't make any difference to you. Doesn't make Not one bit of difference. That's not going to happen again anytime soon. They got 20,000 troops up there. These are people that were just got sucked up in the moment. And everybody's out there trying to get everybody to do and behave as they do. That is the antithesis of what America is all about. America is a party where the minority has as much say as the majority. It's not a mass democracy. It's a republic. And so you have to allow for the fact that there are going to be people in your country which feel differently about certain things than you do. That's okay. Everybody has different ideas, and then you all sit down, and then you don't make laws unless everybody thinks it's a good idea. You don't change your policies unless everybody thinks it's a good idea. And then you do it in the proper way. You don't think that there should be guns in every household. Okay, I think that there should we all have difference of opinion well the way you change it is you amend the constitution oh you can't get anything done like that it requires three-fourths of the state well that's intended that's intended gridlock is a good thing everybody sits down and you don't change your laws very much you don't have a vigorous federal government you don't get to say how people in arizona live or how people in new york in somebody else's neighborhood live you get to say how things happen in your neighborhood and only get upset at things that dramatically affect your life. If gas prices are going up because of liberal policies, well, then I'll I'll raise my hand and I'll say to my representative, hey, you need to bring up the fact that shutting down these pipelines and provoking wars in the Middle East and making enemies with our trade partners there are driving up oil prices. And she is. That's the way it works. But I'm not out there saying recall Biden. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we need a new guy to run in 2024. Maybe Donald Trump should run again. Maybe this time people will recognize how bad the liberal policies are won't re-elect Biden. That's what you do. Nobody can seem to live with anyone else having opposite ideas. It's amazing and it seems to be indicative of the left wing. They seem to have this feeling that everybody needs to think as I do. And if you don't think as I do, well, then we're going to shut you down. We're going to shut your freedom of speech down. We're going to put warning labels on anything that you find funny. We're going to shut down the game of football because, you know, guys are having too good a time watching it. So we're going to take away their enjoyment of it. That's really what that's all about. All the changes that are going on to our culture. That's what's going on with all the messaging ads that you see. All the crazy things that they say on ads. That's what's going on with the be less white on the Coke thing. They don't want you to think the way they, they want you to think like them, and they can't stand it when you think differently. And so what they're going to do is brainwash you and force you into thinking their way. Well, that's not the way we do things in America. America is a party, is a country based on minority rights, where the minority party has as much say in government as the majority. They don't get that. They can't handle it. They can't deal with it. They get triggered. They scream and yell in your face. Shut up! You gotta do what I do. The cancel culture is all about shutting down minority rights in this country. That's what it's really all about. And you have to use your brain to reason and recognize it for what it is. The enemy is not Muslims or terrorism or drugs or alcohol or any one of these things that they declare a war on. Or illegal immigration. You know who the enemy is people who don't want to have you think differently than they do. That's the enemy. Because when we all discuss things and as we have in the last 200 years and come to a reasonable conclusion and maybe just not get anything done, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And then everybody gets to live as they do. And we all get to sit around on talk shows and have a cup of coffee and say, Well, I think you're wrong on that. Well, I think you're wrong. Now it's gotten so absurd everyone's censoring everybody everyone can't stand anybody who says anything different we all used to have a laugh at those people let's go back to that got to move on i got to talk about
1: cuomo we'll be right back
4: 18
1: plus, and we're back. You know who? You know who is uh, another target
2: for the cancel culture and the social justice warriors and the feminazi's? You know who else is Cuomo? Now, I, I, I say, well, it was only a matter of time. The left always goes after their own, don't they? Sooner or later, the left wing or any big government entity always goes after their own. That's what Stalin was famous for, right? Stalin was famous for destroying people that were around him that got too powerful. He would play one off to the other, and that way he stayed in charge. And that's what they're doing now on the left. They're going after Cuomo, and the reason I've said now, I've I've analyzed this from six ways from Sunday. The left is trying to get rid of him. It's a classic left wing attack. Oh, he. It didn't matter that he killed all those people in the nursing home through a bad policy decision. What really matters is he was mean to some woman in his office. That's really what it comes down to. He sexually harassed some woman and he said something offensive. That's a that's an attack from the left. That's clearly from the Democrat Party. That's not from our side. It's always the same thing. Oh, he's something. He he said something. He said do you remember the, the Clarence Thomas? hearings i watched those live back in the 80s clarence thomas and interestingly enough it was joe biden i mean can you imagine think about this clarence thomas was in a situation where he said well he talked about his pubic hairs on his coke, which is you know offensive but it's not a situation that i would say would think that would bar you from the supreme court yeah saying a crude comment or whatever is one thing but barring him from the supreme court that's a little different i remember the clarence thomas hearings and i remember joe biden and I and I said to myself, can you imagine? You're Clarence Thomas. You go to what is it, Yale Law School, and you build up this fabulous career and a reputation of ironclad legal conservatism, brilliant cases. He he made his case on his mentality and view of the law in front of the uh not the other the the judiciary committee. And it was brilliant. You had to watch it. it, it everyone talks about what happened after uh, with the investigation into Anita Hill. But I, you should have watched some of Clarence Thomas' defense of his, of his legal career. It's absolutely brilliant. Which, by the way, has been blocked on Netflix, <laughs> on Black History Month of All Days. But that's the story again. Another story for another day. Can you imagine Clarence Thomas is sitting up there and you have this background. You know what you represent. You know that you've devoted your life to law and have done so in an exemplary fashion and they're sitting in judgment of you to decide on your morality is ted kennedy joe biden and howard metzbaum three of the most corrupt senators to sit in congress i mean can you i mean how, what kind of clown show is it where ted kennedy is deciding whether you said something offensive to a woman i mean really that's who was in judgment of, of clarence thomas ted kennedy I couldn't, I I was like a joke. I mean, even Saturday Night Live, back in the day when it was funny, was making fun of the fact that it was Ted Kennedy up there and Joe Biden and Howard Metzenbaum, corrupt from Ohio. I mean, record corruption when you look into his background. So now Cuomo is accused of essentially doing the same thing. Cuomo comes out, doesn't deny the charges, says, well, I was making jokes. Or saying offensive things just to be playful. Well, I, 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 I believe him. <laughs> yeah, he did say those things. Yeah, he did probably do it in humor. He probably did. But the standard now is you can't do that in an office. You can't make that. I think back from 30 years ago, and if I was ever running for office, I'm sure that some of my comments in the office would probably go viral. You know, I, sometimes things, you, when guys are sitting around the office with a cup of coffee, you say offensive things. Now, in Cuomo's case, he said it directly to a woman or female coworkers, And it's now taken on a life of its own. It's now classified as sexual harassment. That's an unsafe working environment. Nobody can take a fucking joke. That's really what it comes down to. Nobody can get along with other. Did Cuomo actually attack a woman? Did I, I haven't heard that story? Did he actually molest a woman, physically grope her or something like that? I mean Joe Biden's out there doing it to kids. Everybody seems to be okay with it. Why are you upset what Cuomo says an off-color comment? That, that now I, I want to see Cuomo go because of what he did with the nursing homes. I want to see Cuomo go because of his politics because he enabled fascism and tyranny in that state and using emergency orders as a grab for power. I'd like to see him go for that. In my opinion, that's a far worse crime than anything he did in an office. That's what needs to be examined here. And I don't think people recognize it. Everyone's like, well, we got to get rid of Cuomo. Let's get rid of Cuomo. Yeah, but if you do that on these kind of charges, you're neglecting the real crimes that have been going on in that state. You're neglecting the real problem in that state. Emergency orders, the same problem that's here in Arizona. We have a governor governing the state simply by edict because the law allows them to do so because our legislature was stupid and gave the governor emergency power authorization over something as simple as the COVID virus. And what what bothers me, and I'd like to mention it here for the first time, that the legislature here in Arizona still hasn't repealed it. It's like, what are you, that's the first order of business. They say they stand in line and agree that these COVID restrictions really shouldn't be uh, as onerous as they are in Arizona. Not that they are, not particularly, but that they should be removed. We're talking about spending $1,400 per person in the United States. That's talking about over a trillion dollars in money that they're going to disperse from the treasury, that they're going to print out of the White House basement in order for COVID relief. All you got to do is say, no, no more emergency orders. I'm sorry, but you don't have the authority to shut down legislative rule in your state. I don't know why the Arizona legislature hasn't done that. That's the first order of business when you get back in session. I guess now they're doing Zoom sessions or whatever. But look, the first order of business—you don't have to recall the governor. All you got to do is remove his emergency powers. That's it. It's been a year now. Time—the emergency's over. It's excessive, even by the terms of the emergency order. It's excessive. So that's why you get rid of governors when they violate the law, when they do things that are bad decisions, which are illegal in nature, enforcing a law which killed tens of thousands of people in nursing homes. That's a serious charge. Some people would call it murder maybe we should look at that rather than somebody getting offended by an off-color comment or if he groped or physically assaulted a woman that's a different situation you know if he was a Harvey Weinstein if he was a sexual predator that's a serious charge and that is something that you should recall a governor and possibly put him in jail for but the real issue here is an off-color comment like a pubic hair in the coke with Clarence Thomas come on we need to all start worrying about the little things and start worrying about the real problems in our country. Most of the deaths in COVID, COVID-19, were in nursing homes. Most of the deaths were in the states of New Jersey and New York per capita. Most of the problems still are coming from those states. That's the problem. OK? Not somebody making an off-color comment in a state, in a state house or in a workplace. And we need to focus on that. What's the problem with Biden? Is he senile? Yeah, whatever. Is he a goof? Is he safe? Yeah, whatever. Well, here's the real problem. You have a a policy and president enacting policies which are so damaging to our economy that it's already starting to show its effect. That's a serious issue, okay? Those are things that will affect us in the home immediately. We have to put gas in the pump at $5 a gallon instead of $1.50, fifty when it costs twice as much to ship a container across the, uh, across the street, and the price of the, of the container is now more expensive. That's something that will affect us in our homes. Why, why did the left elect Joe Biden, for that matter? Did you get the $1,400 that you were supposed to get right away? No. Nope. Well, originally, it was $2,000, but then they say, well, you got $600 already. Right. Okay, I'll give you that. Did you get the $1,400? they are already talking about holding up legislation from the left, not from the right, for the next stimulus package because they're not going to get the $15 minimum wage and that kind of thing, which is a, a whole other argument. Did you get student loan relief? Remember? Oh, day one, I'm going to relieve $50,000 of student loan. I said it couldn't be done. Even if he thinks he can do it, he can't do it. All the left lefties said, oh, you're wrong. First day, he's going to sign an order executive at least $10,000. At least that. Has he done any of that? No. Nope. Donald Trump is going to get us into another war. Remember this? And meanwhile, he's bringing troops home from Syria. What is the first thing Joe Biden does? First 30 days, attacks another nation. Syria, bombed it. What did you elect him for? Have you, has he done anything which you asked for? He's issued 52 executive orders in, in 48 days. And who knows what else and what the implications of that in the long term are. What, what did you elect him for? What has he done that you wanted? Nothing. And then you say, well, we, we would support Trump no matter what. Cuomo's just being playful. No, he's not. He got people killed in their nursing homes. Let's talk about that. I'm not interested in some offensive comment in his office. Eh, you deal with that at the ballot box, folks. I don't think guys should be walking around offending women in the office, mind you. But it's dealt with the ballot box. It's not done with a removal from office. Same, But when you talk about violating the law, when when using emergency powers far beyond what they were intended, that's something you remove somebody from office for. But nobody's talking about that. Right wing is, as they should be. We need to move on. We're running out of time. I couldn't believe Cuomo. Come well, I was just being playful in the office. Well, now you know how the people on the right wing feel when they make a comment, and then you all you cancel culture people say, "Oh, he's got to remove, got to remove him from Twitter, got to remove him from Facebook, got to remove him from this, got to remove him from that." Well, we're just playing playful. Same thing. Relax. I got to
1: talk about this new COVID nineteen vaccine, Dr. Fokey, whatever. We'll be right back.
3: Play for free at
0: LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by
1: law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're running out of time for... Payback from Monday.
2: New COVID-19 vaccine. Yay, big deal. A lot of people won't take it. I don't think I'll take it for a while. Well, wait, I want to, I'm on the wait and see. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to take it, but I'm not saying I'm going to take it. I am, I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm mostly out of the house anyway, so it's not a big concern for me. Right. I mean, they're certainly not going to, they're saying now that even if we have the vaccine widely dispersed, you still got to wear a mask. So I said, what the fuck the point? As far as I'm concerned, what's the point? Right. I don't trust government. That's my basic role. It's not a COVID-19 distress issue. It's not a vaccine. I've taken vaccines before. That's not the issue. It's just that I don't trust anything that hasn't been properly tested. Johnson & Johnson's come out with a new one. There's the Moderna version and there's another one. This is the third one to come out. Everybody's getting on this COVID-19 vaccine bandwagon because there's so much money in it, right? Because everybody's getting in line. They can't make enough of it. Everyone's lining up down. They're here at State Farm Stadium, which is where the Cardinals play. Not too far from where I am. They're lining up 24/7. You can get appointments for the car. Everyone's like, "I got my vaccine," showing on Facebook. Fuck. What the fuck? Who? What do you? What, what difference does it make? And everyone's saying, uh, "No effects." Some people are croaking from it, but that happens with any vaccine. I'll be honest with you. I'm being fair about this. People are gonna get allergic reactions. They're going to react badly to stuff that's in it. It's stuff that it's, it's, it is. It's dangerous stuff. Any vaccine is. And you have to weigh it against the risks of the disease. The risks of COVID-19 for me are, are almost nil. I'm healthy. I don't go out much. I, I have a great immune system. I fact, I have a slightly overactive one. I've never gotten the flu, at least not that i was ever been diagnosed. I, am. For me, it's not an issue. Maybe it is for you. It's up to you. Johnson & Johnson, though, says they have a new vaccine and Dr. Fokey is not happy. You know why? They had to issue an emergency order to get this thing through. It wasn't properly tested. And then on top of it, the thing's only 60% effective or 65% effective, whatever it is. It's not like the Moderna, which is something like 86% or 87% effective. You know, your average flu vaccine that you take every year that they, they always like hammer home, would you take your flu vaccine? And I always lie and say I did. You know, that one's only about twenty or thirty percent effective. It doesn't stop anything. It's 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 that illusion of safety. You know, like metal detectors at the airport. You think that keeps people from bombing planes? No, it doesn't. All that's secure doesn't mean a damn thing. Just like the vaccine. Vaccine's not going to stop you from getting exposed to COVID nineteen. And in in the case of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Only about 65, 70% of you who take the vaccine, you're still going to be exposed to it. You're still going to, it's the a 30% possibility. You might still get it. So what's the point? I mean, you think about the risks here. What are the risks of COVID-19 killing you? Not of getting it, of killing you. Well, if you're a healthy adult under 60, you're not in a nursing home, you're not overweight, you're not in a situation where you're, you know, 300 pounds or you you don't have underlying health conditions or whatever, your risk of COVID death is about 1%. 1%, If you get it. For people in nursing homes, it's much higher. It always has been. Coronavirus has always been deadly in nursing homes. So you got a 1% chance of death or of lasting permanent damage from COVID because it can do that. And then you take a look at the vaccine. And it's only 65 percent effective in the case of Johnson and Johnson, which means it's going to have a one or two percent, you know, risk of serious complications. They they say that right on the box. You you could get a allergic reaction. You know, there's other chemicals in there besides the actual virus. So what? So am I weighing one percent against a like let's say there's something that has a 45 percent fatality rate? Oh yeah, then I'm going to take the vaccine. But if I'm weighing it against something that's one percent, if I get it. I'm probably not going to get the vaccine, me personally. That's me. And I don't think people use their minds to reason things out anymore. They look at what? Other people. Stories, oh, this guy didn't get the vaccine and died. A story on CNN, how horrible it is to be put on a ventilator, something like that, and they get scared. And they get forced into it. They go, oh, I'm going to do it. Or their employer says, well, you've got to take it. That's how you become a sheep. And you use your reasoning. It's not just thinking. It's not just looking up facts. It's reasoning things. It's being able to take an A plus B and come to the proper conclusion C and make the decision for yourself. And now our society, the way it's being built, is that you can't even do that. You're not allowed to reason anymore. They tell you critical thinking is a problem. And if you come to a conclusion that they don't like then you're going to have legal penalties. We're going to force you to think that's dangerous. That's how fascist empires build. That's how you end up in a police state. When you get into a situation where everyone's forced into to do something because popular demand or because the government says to do it, instead of what? You being an individual, being able to reason, you don't have to have degrees or To be able to reason, you don't even have to be very intelligent to come to proper conclusions. It's the ability to reason is very important. It's being able to take a set of facts and come to a conclusion and then decide for yourself what's right for you. That used to be what was defining the American way. Individual rights, reason, thinking things through, and then deciding for yourself. And then everyone saying, well, that's what he decided. And then the society as a whole living with the consequences of people's ability to reason things out. Because there is a downside to that. Just like there's a downside to capitalism. You're going to have boom and bust. There's a downside to reason. Sometimes you're going to have situations that end badly and will affect you. But that's what our country was built on, that no one party would have control of everything. No one agenda. No one ideology. And that we could all live together in a responsible and peaceful way. Didn't matter if the guy crossed the street in a Dixie flag. You didn't. Didn't matter if he had guns. You didn't. Well, his having gun might affect me. Well, it might. It might if he goes crazy one day and takes that gun and uses against you. Yeah, that's the downside. That's the risk. With any reward in life, there's risk. The reward is a free nation. The reward is you can behave and do as you please, as you see fit. The downside is somebody else might do something and abuse those rights and get you killed. Yeah. But there is no choice that you can make or situation that you can live on where you don't have that risk. The risk where... You have a world where nobody can make decisions, no one can reason, and everybody has to obey the law. There are always going to be lawbreakers, and you have the problem with an onerous government which may kill you in the end anyway. Ask the Germans about that. Ask the Jewish people. One of the things that happened in World War II was that the Jewish people didn't even recognize that it was their own government that was the problem. Even when they got on the train cars that took them to concentration camps... They thought they were going there. Well, it's just the government is doing this for our own good. They didn't believe it was actually happening. They had to take village people into the camps at Auschwitz and Dachau and show them what their own government was, and they didn't believe it. They actually had to march people through to get them to believe it. That's what happens when you surrender reason to what authorities say, is you give up your freedom. And I'm not so willing to give that up. My forefathers weren't, they shed blood for that. They certainly knew the dangers of that. They had lived through royalty and feudalism. We had emerged from an age of darkness to an age of enlightenment, the age of reason. And they built a society by which each person could live in free and reason out which way of life is best for them. We seem to have abandoned that. And you know why? Because they don't teach it anymore. They don't. They don't teach reason anymore. They teach you this is the textbook, this is the truth, and you're going to regurgitate it back on the page, and if you don't do it the way we told you, you're going to get an F. They don't teach you to think, They don't. and then when you do think and you come to a different conclusion, they shut you down and censor you. Post a different opinion on social media. See what happens. As I said, I've done this before. I've posted simply, I've quoted, quote the Constitution in any thread and see what happens. If there's a story about guns, post the Second Amendment. Watch what happens. People are, can't deal with it. They can't deal with anyone thinking otherwise or even the facts. It's not that they don't like it or they have an opposing viewpoint. They can't even deal with it. That's the problem in our society that we're not dealing directly with the problem at hand the real problems we're dealing with the imaginary the great the narrative the agenda the message rather than the real problem terrorism wasn't solved by the TSA was it? no it was solved by a changing of the thinking of passengers that'll never happen again in another night not, not, not in what, that way Because everyone knows if somebody grabs the plane, we'll all just wrestle on the ground or the plane will go down, but we're not going to be used as a weapon. That will never happen again. Reason is your answer, is your solution, is your way out. We're out of time for today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. As a reminder, just go to libertyneversleeps.com. Follow me on MeWe or Gab. $2 donations, I'll ask. If you donate more, there are additional benefits. You can look them up. $10 a month gets you an additional show plus a bumper sticker and stuff like that. And we have mugs and whatnot. Take a look. But we're out of time for today. Take care, folks. Have a good one.